1: Here we go, draft Knicks, Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Draft Nation podcast. My name is Joe Four One Two, and I'll be your host for the next thirty minutes. Before we begin, we want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all of your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. And for those of you who have not listened to our show in the in the past, Draft Nation is a national e magazine that hyper focuses on all four major sports and their professional drafts. We cover. All aspects of player scouting. If you like team building, this is the place to be. We do mock drafts, we do free agency, we look for your team salary cap provisions, and of course, we are always on the lookout for your needs of your favorite teams, no matter what sport they're in. And with me tonight, I have a committee of sorts. Again, I'd love to reintroduce Emmett Mann of Draft 412 in Pittsburgh, one of the four horsemen of the Draft Apocalypse, and of course, Mark Mancini, Mr. East Coast, the West Coast Coast, and our man. With the plan in LA. Gentlemen, welcome back to Draft Nation. And are you ready to go on the clock?
0: Gentlemen, this is a more anticipated and excitement building reunion than The Rock and John Cena appearing on SmackDown (laughs) last week.
1: (laughs) I don't know what that means, but I know you and Mark would have a good conversation about that one. (laughs) So, hey, let's get started. There's a lot going on. Fall is such a great time for sports. Uh, And I want to start with baseball. Um, Now that the playoff races are crystallizing, and I'll start with you, Emmett. who you got? Who's going to be in the AL? Who's going to be in the NL? And who are we going to see in that wild World Series matchup?
0: Oh, I'm very confident. uh, And this is said with apologies to my friends in southeastern Pennsylvania, but the Atlanta Braves just have it all. Pitching, bullpen, Hitting, hitting for average speed. Uh, they're just a juggernaut. They're uh, Last time I checked, they were taking apart the, the Phillies again tonight. Um, you, you know, they're, they're just hitting on all cylinders at the right time. Uh, in the American League, uh, I, I love the Baltimore Orioles. They're a great story. I think they're a year away uh, from, from really uh, being the class of the AL. The Rays are always in the discussion, but they always find a way to stub their toe in the playoffs. And, again, uh, people, don't shoot the messenger. This is just my opinion. But it's going to be the Houston Astros coming out of the AL again and the Braves take care of business in the fall classic.
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a big – I'm on the Astros bandwagon. You know, I I, I hate to say it. You know, I know that everybody – you know, has a bone to pick with those guys, but it's a different team. It's a different year. They, to me, they seem to have it all. They've got the momentum. I, I do like your pick with the Braves. I think that that's a, that might be a really nice and fun matchup that'll keep people peeled uh, to their to TV sets and their computers. But what about you, Mark? I mean, you're out there on the West coast. Are we going to see any, any West coast action? Any, any of those guys from the, from the well, Dodger blue making it out to the, uh, the playoffs here?
2: Well, I might be the most hated guy out here, and I might need a bulletproof vest, but I will tell you this. I don't just spoo without bringing facts to the table. And you know me, Joe. You know me, Emmett. I bring facts on the Dodgers. The Dodgers, yeah, 10 of 11 division titles, okay. But maybe this team is only built for the regular season. Maybe the ball feels like a weight come postseason. They haven't won anything in four decades, almost playing a full season. Yeah, I'm not counting the 2020 season. But when you look at this Dodger team now, they're limping into the playoffs. Yeah, 92 and 57. Who cares? You know, but you go against a Phillies team. They're four and six in their last ten. But you know, nobody's been chasing them down of late, and they've been there before uh, last year. That you saw what they did. Nothing feared them, and this this team just doesn't care. You got the Brewers that have three of the top-notch guys right out of the bat, and Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. So you're going to face ones, twos, and threes, and there's no breather with those guys. The Giants are analytics, but they got veteran leadership with guys that can eat up innings on you. So those three teams, you can mix the Cubs with veteran leadership. I don't think the Marlins got enough, but I think we got five teams chasing. You know, uh, the Reds are in there too. Five chasing. You know, these three spots, but. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Giants, I'm going to go with the uh, Brewers, and I'm going to go with the Phillies. And I will tell you this in Los Angeles, guys, it's Gladys Knight and the Pips. It's only Clayton Kershaw. There's no Julio Urias there. There's no Dustin May. There's no Tony Gonsolin. There's no Walker Buehler. This team is going to limp into the playoffs, and, yeah, rookies can do whatever they want in the regular season. That will feel so microscopic come postseason – they are going to have to be on their toes and take it up three, four notches. I just don't think the Dodgers got it. And, you know, you get one of these teams coming to Dodger Stadium, guys, you know it. Um, they, they steal one. Anything can happen. And, and that's a great thing. On the other side, I, I still like Seattle and Toronto. I know Houston's been there and all that. I'm going to go with those teams. And I know Seattle's never been to a World Series, and Toronto's just loaded but just can't seem to get it going. But I'm gonna stick with those teams, but guys, what the hell happened to the Texas Rangers?
0: Huh.
1: Yeah. Go ahead, Emmett.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't think they ever
0: recovered from uh from that uh crushing uh World Series defeat uh by the Cardinals a few years ago. Uh it kind of what happened to, to the Rangers, what happened to the Ottawa Senators after uh uh Chris yeah. Kunitz Drove a stake through their heart. The the franchise yeah. should have just basically folded. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you, I, you, know, and you, think, you mentioned. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Emmett. Yeah, I was saying, I I think really what we we may be missing the really big story of the postseason, and that is the payroll of some of the teams that aren't even going to sniff the postseason: the yeah. Yankees, the Mets, the Padres. I mean, that's just, just stunning. Well, well you, you, you know, we you have mentioned something here. Yeah, that's
1: okay. Yeah, you mentioned something a little bit ago, Emmett, about the Cardinals, and, I, and I'll, I'll switch gears a little bit here. But before I do, I'll say I'll pick the Strohs, Emmett, you take the Braves, and we'll give Mark the field and see who wins. I love it. Sure.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: So, deals. So, speaking of the Cardinals, Adam Wainwright, uh, he nets his, 200th win um the debate and the chatter on all of the talk boxes is that you know is he a hall of famer or not mark what are your thoughts on adam wainwright is is he a guy that 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 sneaks into the hall of fame or 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 is he someone that's uh always pining to get in i think you got to give it to him i mean look at how many years he's been
2: in the league what 18 19 years i mean come on uh, i think you got to give it to him and you know, the, the Hall of Fame to me is a crapshoot. There's a lot of guys I don't think belong in there. I mean, people say David Ortiz belongs in there. I don't know. Uh, the guys that saved baseball, and the the steroid issue is going to come up on this one. But uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer. Pete Rose needs to be in there. Uh, you know, four thousand hits. Uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, the guys that saved the game when the game in ninety. You know when you know chicks dig the long ball. So yeah, I I I think Wayne Wright deserves to go in there. We'll probably see, you know, Yadier Molina getting in there too and you know, the the Cardinals are the class. I mean, when you think of baseball, they don't get the respect of the Yankees and Dodgers and everything, but they're just they're kind of like the San Antonio Spurs in basketball, quiet dynasty.
1: What do you think, Ammon? Is is he a is he a, a Hall of Famer?
2: I had a
0: Wayne Wright is a Hall of Famer for good guys. He's a Hall of Very Good, <laughs> otherwise. His 200 wins has him tied for 118th overall in Major League history. Just uh, uh, one behind Tim Wakefield, two behind Roy Halliburton, or I'm sorry, um, uh, uh, behind uh, Lester, John Lester. Uh, probably have a little bit better postseason results. His 2,000... 2000- Two hundred and two strikeouts are sixty fifth all time. Uh, one more than David Wells, five less than Jim Palmer. You know that's that's a pretty good company to keep. But here's the damning stat: his career ERA of three point five three is four hundred and sixty seventh in Major League history. Thank you for participating, Adam. We have some lovely parting gifts for you at the door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know that's that's a stiff uh, assessment there, my friend. I mean, the guy's he's put in the time. He plays for, as Mark mentioned, he plays for one of the premier organizations, one of the crown jewels in MLB's crown. Um, you know, always you know uh, a fan favorite, and you know I, I think you know you just you stuck a you stuck a, a a stake in the heart of the Adam Wainwright vampire. So if there is a chick in the armor, it might be that man. We'll see, we'll see. But let me switch gears on you guys. Uh, because football season's upon us, and there's a lot of crazy storylines here. And as we're, we're coming to the end of September, there's a few shockers out there. And I think, I, 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 Emmett, I'd love to get your opinion on this. I mean, Colorado and their success, or a- Alabama being stuck in the mud? I mean, which is more stunning to you? Uh,
0: well, well, first of all, you're throwing more misdirections at us than Matt Canada. I just hope I don't get <sighs> tackled for a five-yard loss. <sighs> It is, without a doubt, Colorado. Just bad, just bad. (laughs) You you turn on any sports talk show in any medium, and all they're going to talk about is Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. Everyone is, you know, checking the weekly schedule. When does Colorado play? You know, who stayed up to watch the end of that game? Yeah, I got my hand up because I watched every damn play of that they are you you just cannot have a discussion of college football without discussing Colorado. Yeah, Alabama's getting off to a little bit of a sluggish start, but you know, they're they're going to end up with no more than two losses uh at at the end. They may even find a way to sneak into the uh the SEC championship game just you know cuz they um so I I don't think there's quite the 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 uh the, the henny penny penny uh, action going on in the state of Alabama, whereas everybody's talking about Colorado.
1: What's your opinion, Mark? I know that Colorado's got a stint of games coming up here against uh, two top ten teams in Oregon and USC. Do they survive that gauntlet, or you know, on the other side of that coin is, I mean, is Alabama as bad as ten? Or did it look, is Emmett correct? They well, the and, and uh, let's start with <laughs> Alabama
2: first. And they haven't been out of the top 10 since 2015, but they've bottomed out at quarterbacks. They had a string of highly successful guys come through there, and now it's, you know, recruiting, development, I don't know, bad luck, you you know, figure it out. I mean,
0: uh, Saban,
2: you know, doesn't know who's quarterbacking from one week to the next, and that's a big problem. And, and you know, you look at that. Uh, Pipeline that that came out of there. I mean, you go to Hertz, you get you know Tuglavola, you know there all these guys at Mac Jones. I mean, all you know, he just kept having them. And McCarron was another one. I mean, when you look at these guys, but uh, getting back to Colorado, man, this this is this is house money, man. Uh, he, he's put Colorado on the map. When was the last time Colorado was relevant? I mean, he comes out of Jackson State, he brings his quarterback, gets rid of everybody. Comes out there with the chains. I mean, it's like Run DMC out here now, man. Colorado they're packing the things. Boulder's, you know, lit up. You know, the Pac-12 is coming and went in, but you know, for years it's been the the, the UFCs with the UCLA's, the Stanford's, the Washingtons, the Utahs. What was the last time, guys? Colorado's been relevant. They don't care, you know. And if they're playing on house money. And yeah, you know, people can have their opinion, but. You know, it, it's going to get interesting to see if if he pulls one. He's not, I don't know if he's going to beat USC, but if he pulls one in Oregon, watch out, everybody's going to be on the float. And if he pulls USC out, too, you're going to see a lot of Colorado gear people are wearing, and they're not going to even know who the hell plays there.
1: Yeah, I think to answer your question, I mean, I, I'm guessing the last time they were truly relevant might have been like Cordell Stewart, Michael Westbrook, Farah. Yeah. What was that? Mid nineties, maybe. Salem, before that, it had to be like Rashawn Salam and Salem, and, yeah. and those guys. But do you, do you see? Like, how long does Prime stay there? You know, after this season, does someone bigger, badder, with more money come and swoop him up, and he leaves Colorado in the dust after a year? I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think that is clearly the story of the. The, the first month here, and we'll see yeah. if he gets through this gauntlet. But uh, well, let me see if know, I can add um, a point to it
2: before you get over to yeah. Emmett. You know, guys, he's O.A. Bum Phillips. You know, we're going to knock on the door, we're going to bang on it, kick the S.O.B. off its hinges. He's Jerry Glanville with the black hat. I mean, it this is this is good for college football, I mean, especially. You know, it wouldn't work maybe in you know the Notre Dame's and all that, or the you know the you know the Michigans and, and maybe something like that, or the Ohio State, but works in Colorado where they haven't been relevant. So, you know, more power to them, Emmett. Yeah, I think there's a couple of things to to consider here. I can't
0: imagine that he would go really consider anywhere until his youngest, and by his own words, uh, less favored son uh, is through Colorado. As we saw that what happened recently with North Carolina, uh, the, the the automatic transfer and play days are over. They, they're going to start cracking down. So I, I can't see his son transferring a second time and, and being ready to play. So I imagine he's there until, until his eligibility is expired. And really the only place I could see, you know, that would, would present enough of an appeal for him to go to is Georgia. And that job ain't opening up anytime soon. Uh yeah, you know, I just yeah. can't think of any other place that A would be open or B would be uh, enough of a desire for him.
1: Yeah, maybe Florida State because of the history there, but, you know, I, I agree with you. But Mark mentioned a few names a little earlier that I'm going to throw right back at you, Emmy, because I know you're out there in the the middle part of, of uh, Pennsylvania. I won't use that term, Happy Valley, because I, I don't believe in it <laughs> as a Michigan and a Pitt guy. Uh, but is this the year that Pitt, PSU – Conquers the big two, you know, or does James Franklin pull a James Franklin and you know he becomes you know Punxsutawney phil and 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 just you know hides in gobbler's knob uh when he plays the big two, or is this the year he gets over that hump
0: There's two things that I've been very consistent about all along: one, I think they do split, and you know unfortunately, Joe you know folding metal chair to the back it's Michigan um. The other thing is, <laughs> for people that are you know so hyped up and you know convinced, say, this really isn't their year. Next year is the year. Next year they are absolutely. Next year they. Next year if they're not in, if they don't win the Big Ten, especially with the, the, the change of the schedule, they're not going to get both Ohio State and, and Michigan. But with the maturation of, of Drew Aller. Uh, the, uh, the 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 two running backs uh, Allen and Singleton, uh, you know Abdul Carter will be just an absolute monster. Uh, he had a great recruiting class for twenty three that'll have a year under the belt. The twenty twenty four class is really shaping up to be solid. If they are not uh, in the college football playoff next year, and not as one of these teams added to the twelve, that'll be a disappointment. I know on a personal level a lot of fans will be upset if they're not a big 10 champion uh if they you know even if they split I think there will be a disappointment they'll definitely be a disappointment if if they get swept uh more of the same but again some of that could be tempered as long as they don't get run out of the building that that it's it's it, it's bad enough that they consistently lose to those teams and I shouldn't say that he actually He's break even against Michigan. Um, it's the manner in which they lose.
1: Mark, you know, Emmett brings up a good point. I mean, um, this year it, it looks like you know maybe there's a puncher's chance for these guys. Maybe next year is really the the chance for them. But who represents the Big Ten in in the playoffs? Do they have one team? Do they get two teams? Uh, or, or are they going to be shut out?
2: Well, I like Michigan. You know that. I'm a big hardball guy. I've said it before with the three of us on these shows. And this is a team that's just dominating. Yeah, West Virginia and Delaware and Illinois.
0: But you look at Eller,
2: and and Emmett. brought up some interesting things. The the dude's been passing lights out, I mean. And when you look at the big two, yeah, they go to Ohio State, you know, uh, towards the end of October and –
0: they welcome
2: uh, Michigan in three days before I turn sixty-two, but if some people must want to see these games, they're going for like a hundred ninety-one dollars tickets, one hundred fifty-three dollar tickets. So people are buying into the Penn State program. And I said when we had the preseason things, I said keep an eye on these guys. The running attack and everything, and Emmett brings it. They're going to be dangerous next year too. But God, you take Ohio and you take Pennsylvania. Can you tell me which two states draw the best quarterbacks coming out? I mean, this Aller kid, I believe he's from Medina, Ohio.
0: I mean, look at look
2: at Pittsburgh. All the head coaches and quarterbacks that come out of western Pennsylvania. It's it's amazing. So uh, I don't know what they're eating out there uh, recently, but, man, oh, man, must be something good. 6'5", he's got a nice frame, he can see the field. I like it. I like Drew Aller, man.
1: So, Emmett, before we go on to the NFL, I'm gonna throw one more I think important question out there because we just got done talking a little bit about the playoffs and and before the season started everybody was on the FSU bandwagon uh and they had a great I'm not gonna nothing against them, no casting aspersions. They came out and kicked LSU uh all over the field uh in that uh in that, that first you know, Labor Day weekend matchup. But this weekend they struggled away and almost threw a game away against lowly Boston College. Uh, Is FSU, are they for real? Or are we going to see another one of their, you know, midseason collapses here? I mean, what what are your thoughts on the FSU guys?
0: I, I think they're for real. Uh, every team every year has one of those near-death experiences. Uh, It's like the number one seed in uh, the NCAA basketball tournament, Uh, you know, with apologies to our dear friends at the University of Virginia. Everyone sweats that first game. It always seems to me they bring out the worst in the number one seed, and they all survive except for one. And, um, you know, I, I think it was just one of those games. It's like, oh, it's BC on the roster. Uh hey Waterboy, you want to get some snaps this week. Uh and I, I think it was enough to uh to, to to kind of scare them uh scare them straight as it were, but when you have a really tremendously talented quarterback and you've got perhaps the best defensive player in the nation on your roster, you're going to be fine. Uh I had Florida State in my in my college football playoff uh preseason predictions. I'm not coming off that horse. Uh Joe, you know me, it basically takes a, takes a court order or, or an act of Congress for me to change my <laughs> predictions and I'm I'm holding course.
1: How about you Mark? Do you think these guys are the real deal? I mean is, is you know the the Travis uh Jared Verse, Keon Coleman, are these guys they are playoff material.
2: Well, I will yeah, I got to agree with Emmett, because you know, I like Travis a lot. You know, growing up, you know, when was the last time I said to myself, you know, a Florida school would be out of the top ten? Growing up with the Miami's, the Floridas, the Florida States, three and zero in the ACC, they're looking good. They're going to be in your backyard, Joe.
0: You know, uh, the first week of November
2: playing Pitt, but you know, this Travis kid, man, I like him, man. Six one, not a, you know, he, you know, but you know, he can still see, you know, the defenses and. You know Benson there and everything. I'm I'm buying into what Florida State's selling right now. You know they came out of the gate. We'll see down the line, but uh, I got to go with Emmitt. Uh, they're you know not everybody had these guys, but they're sitting at number four. And till somebody, you know, we we we've seen these teams, but you know what? This is different from the Coastal Carolinas and the Flash and the Pan teams. Florida State rich tradition in football and everything. Like I said, with the Miami's and Florida's. Yeah, I'm buying the Kool Aid what Florida State's giving out this year. All right, well let's switch gears
1: before we because we're coming to the end of the show here. Let's switch switch gears to the NFL. I mean, I, I know we're two weeks in. Um, you know, the third week starts here in, in two days when we get to Thursday. Uh, Emmett, what what are some of the biggest surprises for you in the beginning part of the season here? I mean, what do you you know? What, what's your feels? Uh, like, uh, and I, I'll spare you any kind of embarrassing stuff about the New York Giants. <laughs> I know you're, you're, <laughs> well, you're, a, you're a Giants sure fan, but you know, who, what are your we, big surprises well, for the year so far?
0: Um, I would that say that uh, my probably my top surprise positively is uh, the 2-0 Atlanta Falcons. I just, I didn't think you know, again, some of that could be scheduling or whatnot, but I didn't anticipate that they would oh, be okay. undefeated. And on the downside, 0 oh, and 2, uh, Denver. Both losses at home. That that uh, and, and Sean Payton's already looking like he's uh, uh, he's he's like George Costanza. He's looking for reasons to get fired. Uh, that that's just a mess <laughs> in Denver. Uh, and then I was surprised he I, I took that say, job. Uh, I, I mean, that, I don't you know, know what. You
1: know, is there anything there
0: <laughs> with uh, with with the Falcons? You know, Desmond Ritter being 2 and 0, oh, and Sam Howell being 2 and 0. Oh, it proved positive that yes, you can have a big leap in quarterback in your second year. Just not everybody.
1: <laughs> and I know what you're saying there without saying it. Well played. And I know you mentioned the Atlanta Falcons. I know, Mark, that's a big I mean you've been talking yeah. about the Atlanta Falcons for weeks. I am not on that bandwagon yet, but you know, the the show down there is it's it's a lot of fun to watch and It could be a result, like Emmett said, of scheduling. I mean, what are your big surprises? The Falcons have to be uh,
2: among them, though, right? Well, I love my Falcons. I said in the beginning of the year, and I got a a ticket out of Vegas that says if they get to the Super Bowl, I can win some good money. So, I'm going to hold on to the Falcons. And and the thing about what what struck me with the Falcons, what a lot of people might not be seeing, is made a lot of you know the the eighth pick with that running back. They got the. uh, key key free agents over there. They strengthened up the defense. And know Ritter, they, they've been on him. But they're two and zero. And guys, they get past Detroit, which I think they will. It's a road game.
0: You know, you get
2: Jacksonville and Houston. You could be, you know, pretty much five and zero by the time you play uh, the the Washington team. So this is an interesting team. The the other thing is the surprising thing is the NFC East is seven and one boys. You know, Washington there, and and I'm built. You know, and I, I I'll, I'll tell you the one guy that I know everybody's talking about Howell. I look at one guy that's turned that whole thing around, and is the enemy. B. enemy has come in there, opened up that offense. These are the games they they kind of lost last year. They went into Denver, pulled that one out. But Dallas is two and zero. Dallas could be three zero if after Arizona this week. I think the Giants could pull a stunner on San Francisco. Washington can maybe do something no. against Buffalo. <laughs> Dude, we can get this thing up to 11 and one, maybe by the time Philly and Tampa Bay uh, complete that on Monday. That's the big stunner. Considering we were talking about the whole AFC, you know, being the SEC and the NFC probably being the Big Sky Conference. Man, the NFC's woken up. Look at that NFC South.
0: Well, as the resident oh. Giants apologist, uh in full disclosure <laughs> that the one from that NFC East record belongs to the Giants. They have the the one yeah. division loss. Uh and as to Thursday, uh ladies and gentlemen of the jury, no. Oh, uh if, that's going to be a are rough a one, suicide man. Role, uh in wish to advance to uh to week 4, I would strongly recommend you pick the Giants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, look, guys, we're coming to the end of the show. We only have a couple of minutes left, and uh, somehow, some way, because of the, the depth of this, this conversation, we're going to avoid a lightning round because there's one question I'm, I've been dying to ask because it's setting up in a really weird kind of way, and I'm going to throw it out to both of you guys before you end the show. Arizona Cardinals last year traded down in the first round, and as a result, they picked up Houston's first-round draft pick next year. With the way the Cardinals and the Texans are playing, you know, Emmett, are the Cardinals going to end up with the first and second pick in next year's NFL draft? Uh, and if they do, are they going to grab Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. And just, I mean, can you see that happening or am I smoking crack?
0: <laughs> no, it's possible. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Houston is going to find their way into a couple of wins. the uh, you know, they they do have the the col you know, they do have the Colts. They uh you never know what Tennessee's team's gonna show up. Uh Jacksonville has a history of losing games they shouldn't. Uh yeah, they they look to me a team that that's kind of one of those back end of the season might find it's uh uh, to, to, to quote Craig Wolfley, their uh and, and squeeze off a couple of uh, wins. <laughs> It'll probably be a top five pick. But if it is one, two, I actually might be inclined to go uh, Caleb Williams and um, Jared Verse. Uh, you know, really upgrade both sides of the ball. Because as we've seen over the last exactly couple of exactly what Houston years, did this year with Stroud, Stroud and, back, and Will Allen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well played. How about you, Mark? We've got about 30 seconds left before i got to close it yeah, out. Yeah, let me wrap, wrap it up real continue. quick. If I, if I'm, I'm Caleb Williams. I pull
2: a John Elway. No, I'm not going to Indianapolis. I'm going to go play for the Yankees. <laughs> and, and 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 the reason why is real quick, guys. Uh, if, if I'm Caleb Williams, I'll, I'm coming out of USC. Uh, Lincoln Riley was my coach. Um, I'm looking at the Cardinal thing, and the Cardinal thing is, you know, Wayne Gretzky once said the New Jersey Devils were a Mickey Mouse operation. The Arizona Cardinals are a Mickey Mouse operation. I, I'm not. I'm not going there. I'm going to try to, you know, stand pat and, and, and try to, you know, work my magic to do something else. Get get to somewhere else. You got to go to a better organization than that. And it's sad that these these organizations tank it or, or whatever. And you know, you're you're forced to get good players like a Caleb Williams stuck in that situation in the desert.
0: Well,
1: guys, it's uh, you know it's been a pleasure to have you both on. These shows feel like they last seven minutes when they've lasted thirty. I want to thank you guys for both <laughs> stepping in tonight uh, when we lost our guests, and so appreciate that. And also want to thank our sponsor one last time, iHeartRadio, where you can find all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. And remember, while Draft Nation may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>